0: Biden sends in the troops. Here we go. Mark Wahlberg speaks out in a very good way, and Dan Bongino on cocaine. <laughs> no, it's it's not that welcome to the Jay Sheldon show happy Friday yeah Friday has arrived thank goodness for that and uh, wow thanks for popping in here be sure if you just stopped in you hit that follow button it's right right there just take your mouse or your thumb and click that and you're good to go it's free for you helps to show out a lot and uh yeah we really do appreciate that and also don't forget if you want to make a comment about anything we talk about you want to talk about something you know we're not talking about whatever it is you want to make suggestions Uh, Our live chat is always open. I'm watching it now that I have the ability to be on the air live and have the live chat there so I can see what you post. I will answer you if I get comments, unless it's something, you know, like go to Pornhub.something. Probably going to ignore that one. Anyway, all right, let's not ignore our favorite little girl. We start off every show by updating you on our favorite furry little friend. And that would be the Miko update. Miko's doing great. She had a fantastic day today. This was just a little short video of her uh, taking off up the stairs. Here she... Watch the way she does these stairs. Bloop, boop, 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 bloop. Just like that. Wow. (laughs) Very fast. And then earlier, uh, after we got back from the walk, rather, her friend Max came by. Max and uh, Gunther... Max is the amazing uh, golden retriever. They get along great. They have a good time. They love, I mean, you can see Max. He's three times the size of Miko, but she doesn't put up any crap from him. She chases him all over the yard and <laughs> gives it right back. And uh, Gunther, the uh, the old man, he is, uh, he's very, very old and feeble and doesn't get around very well. But he does his best, Max there, and uh, here's Miko chasing him in the side yard, running around. Max found something disgusting to eat in the back of the yard, so he was running back there. Anyway, <laughs> that, was, uh, that was Miko's adventure today. She had a fantastic time, really good, and brought to you by BarkBox, BarkBox.com. That is a monthly subscription service. It arrives right at your door every month when you sign up. And you'll get a box full of goodies. There's two toys, two all-natural bags of treats, and an all-natural dog chew inside that box. Every month is a new theme, new stuff, very cool stuff. And if you use the uh, URL, in, which is in our show notes, BarkBox.com Miko, M-I-K-O, you'll get a month free. Absolutely, a whole free month you'll get delivered right to your door if you use BarkBox.com Miko. And they have a 100% happiness guarantee. If you or your dog isn't happy with anything, they'll make it right no matter what. By the way, also in our show notes, under the BarkBox.com slash Miko link, is a special link, limited time offer. If you'd rather, instead of the free month, you can get a free dog bed. And they're gorgeous. Check that out, too. The links in our show notes. All right. Thank you, BarkBox.com for helping to sponsor the show, sponsor the Miko update. I did not get this into the show notes tonight because he just posted it a couple of hours ago, and I didn't have a chance to update everything. But it's important, and I want to read it because you need to know it. If you're not following General Flynn, you should. He's at Jen Flynn, F-L-Y-N-N on Twitter. And he just posted this, and it's important, especially given what we're talking about tonight. What's changed, POTUS? What's changed, fake news, warmongering media? What's changed, Department of Defense? What's changed, State Department? What's changed, NATO? What happened to your war-winning strategy, Uniparty? Is it the war in Ukraine not going well? Has it turned into another big fat loser? complete waste of U.S. taxpayer-funded resources and turned into another endless perpetual war again? The American people did not vote for any of this. We voted for a leader to keep us out of war, to get us out of Afghanistan sanely, to strengthen our military, our economy, to demonstrate once again America is the true North Star, for the rest of the world to follow. We cannot afford another overseas war. We can't afford to turn a blind eye any longer to the border invasion, the warlike conditions we live in in many of our cities and states here in our own country. We can no longer allow our children to be sexualized and our schools to be laboratories for grotesque cultural transformation. We can no longer allow our rule of law to be abused by a clearly biased federal law enforcement system, to name only a few issues. When anyone with God-given common sense looks around, we are losing everywhere. Please call me out if I'm wrong. Name a few positive things we can hang our hats on. I like to kid as much as the next guy, but the poor decision-making by the current crop of U.S. leaders will seriously affect future generations of our country and is currently destroying the fabric of our Constitution as well as any remaining confidence we the people have left in any elected official. The latest decision sets such a dangerous precedent And will only lead to more war, more people dying, especially children and other non-combatants. And will increase the cost of everything. My last comment on this diatribe, for every American, for those who will read this at all and or have read thus so far. Our country is being purposely destroyed by a relatively small group of globalists elites who believe America must be broken first and built back better in their image. Get involved now in your local communities before you aren't allowed to drive outside your own town for more than 15 minutes or able to spend your own hard-earned money the way you choose to spend it. May God help us in our daily lives because we are getting to that point where only he will be able to save us. Truer words, my friend. That tweet post from General Mike Flynn. I am a big admirer of the general, and man, he said it right. Like I said, I did not get that in our show notes tonight because he just posted it a very, very short while ago, and I did want to share it with you, though, because it's it's amazing. All right, so the moron's done it. I'm sure you've heard by now the story, but uh, here it is. Biden is ordering military reserves to Europe. He's also requested the removal of Ukraine aid oversight. Hmm. I'd say things are getting pretty serious. This is the actual decree by the president Um, I'm not going to bore you with reading it. If you want to read it, the link is in our show notes. You can do that. Uh, but we also have the uh, actual story on what's happening from the Washington Examiner. If you can bring that up. Biden signs an order to call up 3,000 troops for Operation Atlantic Resolve in Europe. I'm sorry, but isn't the Atlantic uh, like about 5,000, 10,000 miles away from the Ukraine? I I think so. Um, all right. President Biden signed an order uh, Thursday allowing the Pentagon to call up as many as 3,000 reserve troops to support Operation Atlantic Resolve in Europe. Uh, it began in 2014, this operation, in response to the Russian annexation of Ukraine's Crimean Peninsula. And it provides rotational deployment of combat-ready forces to Europe to show our commitment to NATO, building readiness, increasing interoperationality, enhancing the bonds between our allies and our partner militaries. (sighs) Biden's order provides the Pentagon with the authority to call up troops. The Department of Defense did not make it immediately clear whether they would in fact call up the additional reservists. Last year, the administration increased the troop presence in Europe to, I didn't know this, to like 20,000 troops. We already have a sizable army over there. Putin ordered his forces to invade Ukraine, bringing the U.S. uh, force on the continent to about 100,000. The U.S., provided Ukraine with more than $40 billion of our wasted tax money, of course. Most recently, the administration went against its previous stance and decided to provide Kiev with cluster ammunitions, which had previously been pretty much banned because of their destructiveness and their ability to and often do kill children and non-combatants. You understand how a cluster bomb works. They drop this giant bomb, and halfway down towards the Earth, it breaks open into hundreds of other smaller munitions, and they land in an area about the size of a football field and blow up. Sadly, a lot of them don't blow up, and they sit there, waiting for some civilian or child to walk by, and then they blow up. These things are There is a reason why they've been banned. And now Biden's going to send them over. That's freaking brilliant. Nice. So, in other words, we're basically at war. Not officially, but... And, you know, the last time I checked, I don't think there's been a a vote in Congress. Uh, And if I'm not mistaken, isn't that how it's supposed to work? Aren't they supposed to vote on whether or not we're going to war or not? I, 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 I'm not quite sure. I'll have to reread my, my rule book, but I'm pretty sure. Madman from the Geller Report. Interesting article, an interesting take. Ordering the selective reserve and certain members of the individual uh, ready reserves of the armed forces to active duty. What happened to checks and balances? See, this is what I'm saying. Where's the congressional vote? When did we mutate into this unhinged dictatorship? Presidential action posted by the White House Thursday revealed the president under his authority as commander-in-chief is calling up US military units to deploy to active duty in Europe under what is being called Operation Atlantic Rescue a resolve the official name of the unofficial operation supporting the war in the Ukraine and in response to Russia's invasion of the Donbass region it's been funded under the European Deterrence Initiative intended thus far to strengthen NATO The U.S. military in Eastern Europe, but has not called on Americans to fight to defend Ukraine. Operation Atlantic. Yeah, here you go. Remember what I said? The Atlantic is 10,000 miles away from Ukraine. Biden, you know what? All of you left-wing whack jobs with that Ukrainian flag in your profiles, go ahead, sign up join up. What's stopping you? you? You support Ukraine, don't you? Don't you? Isn't that why you've got that flag in your profile, to show your support of, the, uh, of Ukraine? Well then, what's stopping you? Go sign up for the Army, or the Navy, the Air Force, Marines. Well, not the Marines because obviously you're too much woke and woofs to be able to qualify for probably anything, but Go ahead. You want to put your money where your mouth is? Put your money where your mouth is. Walk the walk. Just talk the talk. I think that should be the first people they draft. Bring them in there. Hmm. All right. This is another tweet. It's from TM Hindsight. It's rather brilliant. It's very long. I'm going to skip over some parts, but I did put the link in the show notes because I really want to encourage you to read this whole thing. It's been pulled off a conspiracy website, I know, to provide optics on how people on one side of a spectrum see a situation from their point of view. And this has been posted according to hindsight, purely for context. The coup we never knew. I had a very interesting PM from a dear friend tonight. I'm not going to talk about it because it's too preliminary. There's been nothing that substantiates what this video I watched was talking about. It had to do with the Supreme Court. If it's true, I will be a very happy man. That's all I'm going to say. I, I mention that because of this. The coup we never knew. Did someone or something seize control of the United States? This is by Victor David Hansen. He's born in nineteen fifty three. He's an American classicist, a military historian, political commentator. What happened to the US border? Where'd it go? Who erased it? Why and how did five million people enter our country illegally? Congress secretly repeal our immigration laws? Did Joe Biden issue an executive order allowing foreign nationals to walk across the border and reside in the u s as they please? Since when did borrowed money not have to be paid back? Who insisted the dollar uh, more dollars the federal government prints, the more prosperity would follow. And when did America embrace? Zero interest. Why do we believe a $30 trillion debt is no big deal? When did clean-burning, cheap, abundant natural gas become the equivalent of dirty coal? How did prized natural gas that had granted America's wishes of self uh, energy self-sufficiency reduce pollution, inexpensive electricity become almost overnight the pariah fuel whose extraction was some sort of war against nature? Which lawmakers, which laws, which vote of the people declared natural gas development and pipelines nearly criminal? Was it not against federal law to swarm the houses of Supreme Court justices? to picket, intimidate their households in an effort to affect their rulings? How then, and with impunity, did bullies surround the homes of Justices Brett Kavanaugh, Samuel Alito, Amy Coney Barrett, Neil Gorsuch, John Roberts, Clarence Thomas, furious over a court decision on abortion? How could these mobs so easily throng our justices' homes, with placards declaring off with their, begins with a D. I don't want to say it. And since when did Americans create a government ministry of truth? And on whose orders did the FBI contact private news organizations to censor stories it didn't like and writers that it feared? how do we wake up one morning? To a new custom of impeaching a president over a phone call, of the Speaker of the House tearing up a State of the Union address on national television, or barring congressional members from serving on their assigned congressional committees. When did we assume the FBI had the right to subvert the campaign of a candidate it happened to dislike? Was it suddenly legal for one presidential candidate to hire a foreign ex-spy to subvert the campaign of her rival? Was some state or federal law passed that allowed biological males to compete in female sports? Did Congress enact such a law? Did the Supreme Court guarantee that biological male students could shower in the gym locker rooms with biological women? Were women ever asked to redefine the very sport they had championed? When did the government pass a law depriving Americans of their freedom during a pandemic? Where is that law? In America, can health officials simply cancel rental contracts, declare loan payments and suspension? How could it become illegal for mom-and-pop stores to sell flowers or shoes during a quarantine team, but not Walmart or Target? And since when did people decide that 70% of voters would not cast their ballots on election day? Was this revolutionary change the subject of a national debate, a heated congressional session, or the votes of dozens of state legislatures? No, of course not. What happened to election night returns? Did the fact that Americans created more electronic ballots and computerized tallies make it take so much longer to tabulate the votes? And when did the national, uh, when did the nation abruptly decide that theft is not a crime, assault not a felony? How can thieves walk out with? bags of stolen goods without the wrath of angry shoppers, much less any fear of the law. We are beginning to wake up from a nightmare of a country we no longer recognize, and from a coup we neither knew about nor recognized. Wow. Victor David Hansen, absolutely brilliant. I did read the whole thing because once I got into it, I thought, no, this is worth it. This is worth taking the time to read because it's brilliant. And if you would like to share it with your friends, the link is in our show notes tonight. I I encourage you to do that because, as you just heard, it is. Wow. Yeah. When did we start doing all that stuff? A, coffee break time. Mm. You know what? Now's a good time to talk to you about Blackout Coffee. Because we need a boot in the ass, America. And you can do that not only with an amazing cup of coffee, but with an incredible company. Blackout Coffee, America's strong coffee. Blackout Coffee loves America, And it uh, is a big supporter. It was founded on the principles of conservative values. The founders believe in the importance of hard work, personal responsibility, family, respect, and our traditional American values. Couldn't have a better sponsor to come up right after that last thing from Victor David Hansen. Uh, They source premium grade green beans, uh, coffee beans, uh, grown at the perfect altitude, correct time of year, and the best soil harvested at just the right time they work with local co-ops local american companies and this also of course is an american company that supports conservative american values they grow this high quality coffee and with their uh small uh small roasting uh process it's roasted packed and shipped with lightning speed and within 24 to 48 hours, ship shipped right to your door so you get the closest thing to an absolute fresh, uh, fresh roasted beans you could possibly get. Throw that brown water crap out that you've been drinking. Find yourself not only an amazing coffee, but an amazing coffee company. Use the link in our show notes for Blackout Coffee. Get a special deal. And as you see right here on the screen, use promo code J20, J-A-Y 20 at checkout and you will get 20% off your first order. J20 is the uh, promo code from Blackout Coffee. Again, do check it out because it is an amazing coffee company that makes not only an incredible coffee, but also supports Our American Values, blackout coffee. All right, here we go. Mm -mm. Dan Bongino, he's in the news. Yep. This is from Burke TV. Uh, Former Secret Service agent Dan Bongino, whose show comes on, by the way, right after ours at 11 o'clock, right here on Rumble, calls bullshit on the claim the Secret Service has no leads in the White House cocaine case. Quoting here from uh, Dan, he says, Folks, there is no way that story's true. Retired 12-year Secret Service veteran Dan Bongino declared Thursday, reacting to reports the agency was unable to find any leads in its investigation into what brought a bag of cocaine into the White House and left it there. Quoting again, so there's clearly a a political motive here to make this story go away. Bongino said on his syndicated radio program, noting in his 12 years as an agent, he has never heard of cocaine being found in the White House. So it's suspicious the substance is suddenly found in the White House. Now that there's a president's son who has a history of using the drug. Bongino says... All of a sudden, you get a guy with a history of cocaine crack problem. Okay, Hunter Biden moves into the White House. He's got a problem with drugs. And all of a sudden, they find drugs in the White House. Based on just reason and strict probability calculations, the likelihood that it was either Hunter Biden or one of his friends. Bongino explained the White House, security is so tight, no one could... Possibly stash a bag of cocaine less than 75 yards from where the president works and not be detected. It's BS, he says, and I don't buy it. Folks, when you're done with my show, please, I can't encourage you enough. Dan does an amazing job. I have been a fan of his. I'm a P1 viewer listener for the longest time, and he comes up here on Rumble live at 11 o'clock right after my show. So please do. Just pop right over there to the Dan Bongino show and check him out. Brilliant guy. I'm a big fan. And uh, really, I'm, I'm there. I watch him every day. And uh, I encourage you to do the same. We are, uh, we're brothers under the skin here. I don't know him. He doesn't know me. I'm Small Potatoes. And he is huge. Almost 3 million followers. So God bless you, Dan Bongino. But uh, yeah, check him out. Great guy. Amazing show. And uh, follow me too, please. Hit the button here. I really appreciate it. Thanks. Make me something a little more than small potatoes, maybe. All right. Great story there and great follow-up from uh, Bongino on the uh, whole White House cocaine. We don't know who did it bullshit. Mm. All right. What else we got? Planet today. Oh, yes. We Hey, Sound of Freedom. Sound of Freedom has just been reported they have made over 50 million dollars in ticket sales at the box office. Yes. Fantastic. That is amazing. Watch this film, folks, if you haven't yet. If you have, watch it again. I uh, I don't think it's going to play here where I live, but uh, I'll find a way to watch it one way or the other. And even if I have to do it uh, that other way, but I'll make sure I get some money to the group uh, funding this. Anyway, this Report popped out today. It's been all over the news. Mark Wahlberg. You remember Marky Mark? He doesn't go by that anymore. But Wahlberg says Hollywood pedophiles have nowhere left to hide. (laughs) There he is. Hollywood actor Mark Wahlberg told hundreds of people at a Sunday school meeting in L.A. that a small but powerful group of Hollywood insiders has declared war on the evil entertainment industry elite who traffic in children. Like I've said a million times, it's one of our number one things on this show. You do you. I don't care who you sleep with, who you love. I just don't care. You do you, I'll do me. But keep your damn hands off the children. That is the red line Nobody is going to cross. Hollywood pedophiles have nowhere left to hide. We're hunting these evil sons of bitches down and taking them out. That's a quote from Mark Wahlberg. One blood-drinking pedophile at a time, Wahlberg said, before warning the congregation to expect some very disturbing news on the front page of the papers in the near future. Oh, I hope so. According to Wahlberg, Hollywood is a huge network of pedophilia, child prostitution, human trafficking that is controlled by what he calls sick freaks. And you got that right, Mark. There is a culture of silence and the industry because everybody understands that speaking out about the elite pedophilia is punishable by death. Wahlberg says Jim Caviezel, Mel Gibson, American heroes, balls of steel for daring to take on the Hollywood system and play their part in raising awareness about the scourge of elite pedophilia in the entertainment industry. He's been showing up, by the way, Mark Wahlberg has been showing up at all kinds of different churches around Los Angeles area for years now. And very often he'll go to mass twice on Sundays. He will share moments. And he's talked about when he woke up to the reality of the Hollywood system and shares that with hundreds of churchgoers. So good on you, Mark. God bless you, Mark Wahlberg. Fantastic. That story and all the rest of the details is in our show notes. You can check that out if you like and uh, read the whole thing, find out more about it. I encourage you to do that. More and more people are standing up, folks. And like Mark Wahlberg just said, you have no place to hide. We are coming for you. Be afraid. I cannot, this one I can't read the whole thing because it's huge. But I did want to put this post in there. It's from a, a, a Twitter account called Control-Alt-Delete. <laughs> And it's an at taking out trash seven. That's if you want to follow them, please do. But this is frightening. This text again. I'll let you read it for yourself if you're interested. And I cannot encourage you in strong enough terms to read this. It will open your eyes. This has been taken from John D Rockefeller's Masonic Creed. Just the first paragraph, we will keep their lives short and their minds weak while pretending to do the opposite. We will use our knowledge of science and technology in subtle ways so they will never see what's happening. We will use soft metals, aging accelerators, and sedatives in food and water as well as in the air. They will be covered in poisons. Wherever they turn. This goes on and on and on. Read this. There is a video here about the stuff they've found in drinking water. You know, your water, much as you'd like to think it bubbles up from a mountain spring and goes directly into the bottle and goes in your fridge and you drink it. Mm, Nope. Sorry, don't work that way the kind of stuff they find when they test these drinking water, drinking water, the water supply, is all the crap that doesn't get filtered out. People's medications, all kinds of acetaminophen, mood stabilizers, antibiotics, angina, heart, cholesterol drugs, sex hormones, all of these things have come up in your drinking water read the article read that john rockefeller's uh, masonic thing It'll scare the hell out of you and i hope it does it should you need to be afraid you need to be a bit afraid it's a good thing keeps you keeps you salty what else is going on from public substack? Oh, yeah, check this one. Mm-mm-mm. Political strategy to paint Republicans as terrorists is behind the FBI's fueling of domestic extremism. A new investigation has suggested that the FBI, no surprise here, is abusing its program of CHS, confidential human sources. There's that moron ray. White nationalist groups like the Patriot Front, far-right groups like the Proud Boys on the rise represent the greatest threat to our country's security. That's according to the rotting bag of flesh in the White House, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, and the Anti-Defamation League getting in on the action. Last August, Ray testified that investigations into domestic terrorism have more than doubled the threat the threat comes from those who advocate for the superiority of the white race as well as anti-government or anti-authority violent extremists the adl in february reported that white supremacist ideology uh, catalyzed 80% of extremism-related homicides in 2022. Mm. There's good evidence domestic terrorism is increasing. Neither the FBI, oh, there is no good evidence, is what I should have said. Neither the FBI or Homeland Security have submitted uh, submitted comprehensive data uh, to Congress in required reports. The uh, last year, 21 homicides were linked to white supremacists in the entire country. By comparison, Chicago had an average of 58 homicides per month. 21 in a year, Chicago 58 in a month on average. From 2013 to 2021, the FBI's domestic terrorism-related investigations increased by 357%. No significant comparable increase in terrorist, domestic terrorist activities during that period. In fact, terrorism, racism are declining virtually everywhere, including in the U.S. The Global Terrorism Index reported in 2022 deaths from terrorism fell by 9%, which is 38% lower than its peak in 2015. The number of terror attacks also decreased 28% from 21 to 22 2019 study found the U.S. conscious and unconscious prejudice for sexuality, race, and skin tone attitudes have decreased over the last decade. And like I said, the FBI has increased their domestic terror related investigations by 357 freaking percent. Why? Now, a new investigation by Public, Public is a publication, Substack, finds the FBI not only exaggerating the threat of white supremacy, but embedding confidential human sources within these white nationalist groups and encouraging the groups to engage in illegal activity. The FBI's own confidential sources they embed them, and then these sources do everything they can to get these groups to be violent and commit these violent acts. The emails are there. The proof is there. It's all in this Substack. Read it. The link is in our show notes. You got to check it out. You got to be informed, know what's going on. But once again, our good old FBI stepping in, in it big time. Fight back. Fight back, my friends. Nonviolent, but fight back. Get a hold of your representatives. Do something in your local community. Fight back. Here's a great we love sharing these stories when we find them. And this one is great. I'm a big fan of Ollie in London. Ollie London's uh, Twitter account is fantastic. He posts some great stuff. Follow him, please, at Ollie London TV. A Michigan hair salon has banned non-binary people and anyone who uses pronouns from their hair salon. Yes! You know what they tell them? Go visit the pet groomer instead. (laughs) If a human identifies as anything other than a man or a woman... Please seek services at a local pet groomer. (laughs) This is the owner of the salon. I love this lady. There's the salon. I wish it had. It's in Michigan. I don't know where. It doesn't give the address. Yeah, uh, it's Studio and Hair Lab Education and Beauty Supply. You can follow them. I... I Ah, uh, yeah, if you can't figure out what gender you are, then go see the pet groomer. You're not getting service here. <laughs> this is great. I love it when I get fight back stories. All right. Uh, we're going to get on to our book here. As you know, I know it's weird for this kind of a show, but we've been doing it from the beginning, mainly because I've always wanted you to read Read. If you stopped reading and you used to read, pick up a book and read again. I'll tell you what's a cool idea, too, I saw somewhere, that if you read a book that you enjoyed years ago, 20, 30 years ago, pick it up and read it again, because you've had 20, 30 years of life experience, and your attitudes have probably changed. And you might find a whole new way of looking at one of what used to be your favorite book if you read it again now. I saw this posted from Foundation Dads. It's called Foundation Father, M.A. Franklin. And man, it's true. It's a brilliant... I I put the link in the show notes because it's a huge list. 22 recommendations. And he writes here in this tweet, Reading to your kids every night has a better chance of changing the world than anything you can do. But only if you read great stuff that feeds their imaginations... Don't waste this precious time with Diary of a Wimpy Kid. 22 recommendations that belong on your bookshelf to read to your kids. And as you can see, huge list here. I don't think, strangely enough, any of well, you know, because we only read books that are in the public domain. That way we don't get copyright problems. Uh, that may be why. But I, you can see this list. It's amazing. Wolf Hollow. This Wednesday Wars, Charlotte's Web. Oh, I loved Charlotte's Web. Mrs. Rainville used to read that to us in uh, third grade. Call it Courage, The Penderwicks, Have Space Suit, Will Travel. Is is Watership Down, one of my favorites. Wow. I should check to see if Watership Down is in the public domain. That would be a great book to do next. Anyway, this list is in our show notes, and I encourage you to check it out. Read. Read to your kids. Studies have shown, you know, that while it's important you get a book in your kids' hands, even if they won't read themselves, if you read to them, the stuff that goes on in their brain is very, very similar, virtually the same as if they read themselves. So read. Read to your kids. Read yourself again. We're reading We're doing George Orwell's 1984. We're in chapter 17 in which Winston has gotten a copy of Goldstein's book, and he's reading it, so we're reading it right along with him. This chapter is huge. It's like 50, 60, 70 pages long. But we're in the middle of it, and we'll keep going now. There's one question which, up until this moment, we've almost ignored. It is, why should humans equally human equality be averted? Supposing the mechanics of the process had been rightly described. What's the motive for this huge, accurate, planned effort to freeze history at a particular moment of time? Here we reach the central secret. As we've seen, the mystique of the party, and above all, the inner party, depends on doublethink. But deeper than this lies the original motive, the never-questioned instinct that first led to the seizure of power and brought doublethink, the thought police, continuous warfare, and all the other necessary paraphernalia into existence afterwards. This motive really consists. Winston became aware of silence as one becomes aware of a new sound. It seemed to him that Julia had been very still for some time past. She was lying on her side, naked from the waist upward, with her cheek pillowed on her hand and one dark lock tumbling across her eyes. Her breast rose and fell slowly, regularly. Julia? No answer. Julia, are you awake? No answer. She was asleep. He shut the book, put it carefully on the floor, lay down, and pulled the coverlet over both. He had still, he reflected, not learned the ultimate secret. He understood how. He didn't understand why. Chapter one, like chapter three, had not actually told him anything he didn't know. It merely systematized the knowledge that he possessed already, but... After reading it, he knew better than before that he was not mad. Being in a minority, even a minority of one, did not make you mad. There was truth, and there was untruth. And if you clung to the truth, even against the whole world, you were not mad. A yellow beam from the sinking sun slanted in the window and fell across the pillow. He shut his eyes. The sun on his face and the girl's smooth body touching his own gave him a strong, sleepy, confident feeling. He was safe. Everything was all right. He fell asleep, murmuring, Sanity is not statistical, but the feeling that this remark contained in it a profound wisdom. When he woke, it was with the sensation of having slept for a long time, but a glance at the old-fashioned clock told him it was only twenty thirty. He lay dozing for a while, then the usual deep-lunged singing struck up from the yard below. It was only an hopeless fancy. It passed like an April die. But a look and a word, and I the dreams they stirred. They stole my art away. Oh, the drivelling song seemed to have kept its popularity. You still heard it all over the place. It had outlived the hate song. Julia woke at the sound, stretched herself luxuriously, and got out of bed. The driveling song seemed to have kept its popularity. I- I'm hungry, she said. Let's make some coffee. Damn, the stove's gone out and the water's cold. She picked the stove up and shook it. Ah, There's no oil in it. "'we can get from, from old Jarrington, I expect. "'Funny thing is, I made sure it was full. "'I'm going to pull my clothes on,' she added. "'It seems we've gotten colder.' "'Winston also got up, dressed himself. "'The indefatigable voice sang on. "'They say the time heals all things, "'they say you can always forget, "'but the smiles and the tears across the years, "'they twist my heartstrings yet.' As he fastened the belt of his overalls, he strolled across to the window. Sun must have gone down behind the houses. It was not shining in the yard any longer. The flagstones were wet as though they'd just been washed, and he had the feeling the sky had been washed, too. It was so fresh, pale as the blue between the chimney pots. Tirelessly, the woman marched to and fro, corking and uncorking herself, singing and falling silent, and pegging out more diapers, and more and yet more. He wondered whether she took in washing for a living or was merely the slave of twenty or thirty grandchildren. Julia had come across to his side. Together they gazed down with a sort of fascination at the sturdy figure below. As he looked at the woman with her characteristic attitude, her thick arms, reaching up for the line, her powerful, mare-like buttocks protruding. It struck him for the first time that she was beautiful. He'd never before occurred to him that the body of a woman of fifty blowed up to monstrous dimensions by a childbearing, then hardened, roughened by work till it was coarse in the grain like an overripe turnip could be beautiful. But it was so, and after all, he thought, why not? The solid, contourless body like a block of granite and the rasping red skin bore the same relation to the body of a girl as the rose hip to the rose. Why would the fruit be held inferior to the flower? "'She's beautiful,' he murmured. "'She's a meter across the hips easily,' said Julia. "'That is her style of beauty,' said Winston.' He held Julia's subtle waist, easily encircled by his arm. From the hip to the knee, her flank was against his. And out of their bodies, no child would ever come. That was the one thing they could never do. Only by word of mouth, mind to mind, could they pass on the secret. The woman down there had no mind. She had only strong arms, a warm heart, and a fertile belly. He wondered how many children she'd given birth to. Might easily have been fifteen. She had her momentary flowering, a year perhaps of wild rose beauty, and then suddenly swollen like a fertilized fruit, grown hard, red, coarse. Then her life had been laundering, scrubbing, darning, cooking, sweeping, polishing, mending, scrubbing, laundering, first for children, then for grandchildren, over thirty unbroken years. At the end of it all, she was still singing. The mystical reverence that he felt for her was somehow mixed up with the aspect of the pale, cloudless sky, stretching away behind the chimney pots into indeterminable distance. It was curious to think the sky was the same for everybody in Eurasia or East Asia as well as here. The people under the sky were also very much the same. Everywhere, all over the world, hundreds of thousands of millions of people just like this. People ignorant of one another's existence, held apart by walls of hatred and lies, and yet almost exactly the same. People who'd never learned to think, but were storing up in their hearts and bellies and muscles the power that would one day overturn the world. If there was hope, it lay in the proles. Without having read to the end of the book, he knew that must be Goldstein's final message. The future belonged to the proles. And could he be sure that when their time came, the world they constructed would not be just as alien to him, Winston Smith, as the world of the party? Yes, because at least it would be a world of sanity. Where there's equality, there can be sanity. Sooner or later, it would happen. Strength would change into consciousness. The proles were immortal. You could not doubt it when you looked at that valiant figure in the yard. In the end, their awakening would come. And until that happened, though it might be a thousand years, it would stay alive against all the odds, like birds passing on from body to body the vitality which the party did not share and could not kill. Is a good spot to break for tonight and we'll pick it up again on Monday. George Orwell's amazingly prophetic 1984 remind me to uh, check out that Watership Down bit because that would be a very, very cool book to do next if it's in the public domain. Alright. That is going to do it. It's a Friday. We're out of here. Hey, please have yourself a wonderful weekend. Enjoy yourselves. Pop on over. Watch the Dan Bongino show next. It's live here on Rumble at 11. And I will see you again on Monday. Have a great weekend. not. <laughs>